Blog Talk Radio. Hello, Nats Town. Welcome to Federal Baseball's Nats Nightly Weekly, where we're taking a break from reading Chris Ware's Acme Novelty Library comic to talk about all things Nationals with FBB's Doghouse. I'm Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball Doghouse. If you thought there was any chance the first topic would be anything other than Juan Soto, you haven't been paying attention. Signed for $1.5 million out of the out of the Dominican Republic in 2015, called up last Sunday after three stops in the national system this season, over which he put up a 362, 462, 757 line, 10 doubles, four triples, 14 home runs in the minors, home runs in his first at-bat of his first start. He had a strikeout and a pinch hit appearance before that, but more impressively, I think he walked three times on 12 pitches in game number two in the majors the third walk in the bottom of the ninth in a 1-1 game when I, I think just about everyone in the world is trying to hit a home run in that at bat. He just kind of took what they gave him, which I thought was really impressive. Uh, moved up to second, ended up scoring the winning run on Michael A. Taylor's walk-off double. Uh, Soto, obviously, the power is great. Uh, the plate discipline is really impressive. Uh, Mike Rizzo and David Martinez both uh, repeated that constantly when they were, I don't want to say justifying, but discussing bringing up a 19-year-old to make his major league debut in their time of desperation with the outfield here. Uh, I think we should probably send him back down to AAA so he can master that level since he didn't really master AA or ever playing AAA so far. Uh, what do you think about him staying up when the Nationals, when and if, I should say, because I need to qualify everything that's said on the Internet, the Nationals get healthy. Do you think you keep uh, Soto around? Uh, Mike Rizzo said part of the deal in bringing him up with David Martinez was that he was going to play just about every day rather than sit on the bench or be a sub occasionally. But they start getting healthy. Adam Eaton back out there. Brian Goodwin's available again. Uh, Michael A. Taylor's struggling a little bit. But do you think they keep Juan Soto up? And just what do you think of what you've seen from him so far? Look, as far as I'm concerned, him and that scrub Harper – Send them both down to Syracuse so they can master the level level there. Pay your dues, punks. <laughs> Soto is a is a fantastic story, uh, but let's let's not get ahead of ourselves, people. He's had all of like a dozen plate appearances so far, um, and I think about a hundred between uh, high A and double A together. I, I will grant you that ever since he got out of rookie ball. Uh, his his walk total and strikeout totals have been comparable, if not slightly towards the walk side, which again was, was gratifying in the situation you noted there, where as a rookie in the big spot, he, he sat there and took his walk and didn't go chasing junk and strike out or make weak contact and make a useless out. Uh, so th- this, this is a kid with some discipline and a good eye for the strike zone. Uh, something that we can't say about certain other defensively skilled outfield people on the roster longer than he was. Oh, Michael A. Taylor. Uh, I was wondering. He, he, has, he has been better uh, uh, re- recently. I, I guess I shouldn't just reflexively go after Michael A. Taylor for flailing at pitches wildly out of the zone. Oh, although I seem to be doing that. Um, <laughs> at this point, once people get healthy and we talked about this a little bit uh, last week, it's not clear to me that everyone, whatever we mean by that is going to be healthy. I, I think you've got to look at letting Soto play his way off the team. 
if there is a space for him to get at bats every day, and right now he's got he's got arm, he's got he's got glove, he's got speed, so he could play out in the field every day. He's getting it done at the plate so far. I think you keep him up till he stumbles. So far, he seems to be dealing gracefully with the pressure. And yes, I know a dozen plate appearances. Calm down, everyone. It's only the Padres. Uh, I say you give him every chance to succeed here uh, b- before reflexively sending him down because, you know, e- Eaton and, and Goodwin and, and everyone else is starting to get healthy. Uh, give him a chance to stick here. A few things before I jump into the controversy. That's going to be with the next question. But Mike Rizzo told the sports junkies yesterday, uh, performance dictates if he stays here or not, which is in keeping what you'd say. Uh, Michael A. Taylor, high fastballs are so appealing. Unless you're Mark Reynolds, you're never going to hit them. But they're so appealing. But they're so appealing up there. I will also note, uh, you mentioned Soto in the minor leagues this year. Uh, 29 free passes to 28 strikeouts on the year, uh, 486 OBP, 74 plate appearances in Hagerstown, 466 OBP and 73 PAs with the high Potomac Nationals, 400 OBP and 35 PAs at double A before he was promoted. So he had some on-base skills. I think it's safe to say Uh, the controversial part I was referring to now, this is premature on all ends, sure, but, uh, we've seen Victor Robles now. We're getting a good look at Juan Soto. Are you any more comfortable with the idea of what a post-Bryce Harper outfield might look like if Bryce Harper is to leave as a free agent? Uh, you get Adam Eaton, Victor Robles, uh, Soto in some configuration on the outfield, Brian Goodwin, Michael A. Taylor, third, uh, fourth and fifth outfielders. Uh, it's not like the lineup and, you know, obviously missing Bryce Harper is not going to be a good thing if he does sign elsewhere. We've got months and months and hopefully a postseason run to uh, get through before we have to deal with that. But, uh, you know, there are options basically is what I'm saying. Uh, your take on what a post Bryce Harper outfield might look like and if you think there's enough in the system right now to get them through. And I guess I should note that they could also, with the money they're going to save, if they don't sign Bryce Harper, uh, go out there and probably find themselves a pretty good free agent outfielder. Yeah. And and I think at at this point, you know, this is a little bit uh, counting some chickens out of those eggs, which are are sure to hatch. I'm certain. Um, (laughs) If, if Soto continues to give us the good performance he's shown us in one series, and Victor Robles gives us the good performance that we have never seen at the big league level after coming back from a serious injury to his arm, uh, then, yeah, I'm perfectly comfortable uh, seeing, seeing Harper go away. Uh, if, if good things come out and are in the, in the uh, outfield and we have the luxury of having Michael A. Taylor and Brian Goodwin as fourth and fifth outfielders, of course I'm comfortable with that outfielder, uh, w- with that outfield at, uh, at the optimistic, you know, total fan buy-in level, Soto and, and, and Robles are easily four-win players. Um, I'm not 100% convinced that my rose-colored fan glasses are entirely, you know, accurate in, in making that, that projection. But there's certainly potential there to replace Bryce Harper leaving. Um, if you look at Soto plus Robles, I think that pretty easily equals Harper plus uh, uh, plus Michael A. Taylor, um, or 
you know, in, insert random extra in left field when Adam Eaton inevitably gets hurt again. There, I said it. I, I think the, the money you save, and I'm making quotes with my fingers uh, by not signing Bryce Harper, is money that you use to shore up the inevitable lack of performance or injury next season. Um, maybe you don't commit that right away, you, you're, but you're, you're ready when the inevitable bad things happen. It happened a lot this season. <laughs> Maybe we should jump right into that part of it. Uh, Howie Kendrick, some injury updates here. Uh, uh, blew out his Achilles, essentially torn Achilles 10, done for the season. Uh, 297, 337, 484 line, 22 doubles, 11 home runs in 92 games, and 338 plate appearances for the Nationals after they acquired him from the Phillies. Uh, I kind of loved his versatility, uh, ability to play second left and fill in admirably if they ever needed him in either of those positions. How big a blow do you think one is? It resulted in Juan Soto getting called up because they kind of had a desperate need in the outfield all of a sudden, but uh, not the world beater of a player there, but Howie Kendrick was pretty valuable since the Nationals acquired him. I think they're going to miss him. Uh, he's also from what everyone says, a good clubhouse presence and a veteran presence on this team. I think they're going to miss him a lot, but just your, your thoughts on Kendrick. And I really just stopped watching replays of it because the way his ankle kind of folded on him when he tried to throw that ball back in, I really didn't enjoy that. And it's, it's even worse because Kendrick is such a great story. You know, he's, he seems like a decent guy and here he is 34 coming out looking for what might be, a, a really nice sort of rebound capstone to uh, to what's been a pretty good career here. Uh, a versatile guy, uh, someone who's been very productive at the plate, filling in uh, some important places for the Nats, given uh, how long it's taken, uh, taken Murphy to get back uh, and all the outfielders getting hurt. Uh, certainly you're going to miss the, the versatility. You're going to miss the production at the plate. And you're going to miss the the steady veteran presence here. I'm going to I'm going to dock the X grit plus of the Nats as a whole by five points for missing out on Howie Kendrick now, and reduce their doing all the right things, playing the game the right way score by point three. Um, he's he's been worth half a win so far. That's that's as much as Adam Eden's heart hot start. Uh, almost as much as Rendon, a little bit more than Pedro Severino. Um, he's been valuable, and that's, that's production that the team is going to miss. And it's a spot now in the middle infield that's looking awfully thin. Uh, you you got Wilmer Defoe, and you got Trey, and who's behind that anymore that you're going to trust up the middle? Adrian Sanchez? Uh, that's, all, that's all I got. Point made, yes. Uh, adding to the defense, the woes, I should say. You mentioned uh, Daniel Murphy. He could come back and give that depth a little boost for sure. Uh, still recovering from knee surgery. Apparently, according to multiple reports and what Rizzo said on the sports junkies yesterday, he got the flu when he went down to West Palm Beach to kind of step up his uh, rehab. So that set him back a little bit. Uh, said he's finally running well. Uh, rehab stint, in Rizzo's words, in the very near future. Said he could see him back in the lineup within a month, which is not what I was hoping to hear. Uh, considering they originally thought he'd be ready for opening day, I'm just really surprised he's taken this long. 
I think it might actually help bring his value down to the point where the Nats might consider bringing him back if healthy next year. I think that was supposed to be a question, basically, but not going to suggest a long-term deal for a, a guy who is a late bloomer in his mid-30s at this point, probably wants a little long-term deal since it will be the last opportunity to get one at his age. Uh, if he signs another two- or three-year deal, I don't think I'd be upset with extending him considering what he's done so far. Maybe we want to see what he looks like when he comes back from his knee surgery first, but you surprised how long it's taken. Uh, any thoughts about possibly bringing him back if they can get him at a little cheaper now because of he's, he's missed so much time this year? Uh, I, I'd be open to the idea. Again, Murphy seems to be uh, a, a good guy in the clubhouse and a guy who makes the people around him better because he's such a student of, of hitting and he's so interested in engaging with other players about it. You know, he's, he's your, your extra assistant hitting coach effectively. Um, that said, performance on the field is, is going to be more important. Um, you want him to be 100% healthy so he doesn't get a, a setback before he uh, starts playing again. You want him to come back and stay back for the rest of the season so he can be, uh, be playing regularly, get into a groove for whatever may happen later in the season. Um, I'm a little worried it's taking him so long to get back. Right now we're looking at what, like the all-star break, roughly? And as you said, he was supposed to be ready for opening day. I expected that to be not he was going to be playing opening day, but he would resume baseball activities around opening day, and maybe you know we'd see him at the, at, at the beginning of May. Uh, that, that has not happened. And uh, I don't know if he's just a, a slow healer or things are, are worse than they seemed or what, but... Uh, much as I hate to say it, not getting injured and getting healthy quickly is a skill. It's not something you can train, but it seems to be a characteristic that players have. Uh, and this doesn't speak that well for, for Murph. You know, I'd, I'd love to see him come back if, he come, if, he's, uh, if he's productive in the rest of the season that we have him, but I, I certainly don't want to tie up money for more than a couple of seasons to see that, uh, to see that through. Um, I'm, I'm worried enough about the next three years of Adam Eaton as it is. <laughs> I do think the uh, lack of infield depth in the organization, uh, I guess Carter Tidebloom is probably the top infield prospect they have going <laughs> right now, unless they're going to, unless they're going to bring him up. Uh, I'm sure there's somebody slipping my mind, but that's the only one who's coming to mind now as a middle infielder who projects as a future major leaguer, but who knows uh, already sent back down. Uh, Eric Fetty today uh, got options back to AAA after he came up to make a start yesterday. Uh, Chelsea James at the Washington Post is reporting that Justin Miller, and feel free to say who here, I know, but he's thrown 13 and two-thirds scoreless at AAA so far this year. Uh, three walks, 23 Ks in those 13 and two-third innings, so he's put together an impressive run here, a one-time Colorado Rocky, Texas Ranger farmhand. Uh, he has a little bit of major league experience, so that's probably helpful when he does come up here. But 20, uh, oh, 30 year old right hander, I thought he was a little younger than that. Anyway, uh, he's coming up to help out. Carlos Torres got DFA to make room for Fetty, who they needed to bring up because they had a doubleheader on Saturday. They would have had to throw Tanner Roark on three days' rest if they went with one of their starters in the rotation. <sighs> okay, now that we got all through that. Eric Fetty was impressive yesterday. Uh, five and two-thirds, five hits, three runs, all earned, though uh, Harper almost made a catch that would have kept it to one run, which we'll talk about in a moment here. 
according to Brooks Baseball, Fetty's sinker up to 95, 96, which is good considering his velo was down last year when he was dealing with a um, problem with the flexor mass in his arm. Uh, cutter 89 to 90, though I want to say that was probably his change-up. I don't always agree with how they categorize all these pitches over on Brooks, but he mixed in a splitter, according to them, a curveball and a four-seam as well. Uh, he's just much better than what we saw last year. I, I think he was injured for at least part of that time last year. We know he ended up injured, so I don't know how to judge all of his starts last year. But he's eventually shut down. The Nats don't have much depth in the organization starting-wise that could uh, impact the major league level at, at this year. Fetty, Austin Voth are two of those guys right now, and Fetty made a strong impression yesterday. A really a solid start from him. Looks like he belonged a lot more than he did last year, I think. Yeah, uh, l- last year he certainly seemed unfinished, a little more wild. Now he's coming out, and he seems to be a lot more consistent. Uh, he's giving you that fastball up around up around 95, and he's got, uh, he's got the change and the slider both coming in at uh, – right around 88, 89, except the movement's completely different in opposite directions. So he can confuse the hitters. He can get some strikeouts. He's, he's got that curve he can throw in there at 80 to try and uh, uh, try and mix things up if he needs to. Um, I, I think he's promising. I think we, we, we've got a lot to be encouraged about uh, seeing what, what Freddie did, uh, did last game. And if, we inevitably need some pitching depth later in the season. It's good to know that's there. I still do want to see Austin Voth come up and actually get to play twice now. As I mentioned oh, last week, he's been up not used. I'm sure the vacation day in Washington is very nice for the young man, but I do want to see him out on the mound. I've only seen a video of him and a few spring training outings, so... I'd like to see what he could do in a real game and get out there. Uh, I know you said you listened to the game mostly yesterday. I don't know if you've gone back and watched a replay yesterday of Bryce Harper's uh, catch or non-catch, I should say, that I mentioned in the last part. But uh, he found a ball off his knee somehow. Uh, it's really weird swing and result that he managed to do that. Uh, he banged it pretty hard, same knee, laying out to make a catch in the gap later in the game. Didn't look like he was positioned too well to get to what that uh, – big double and ended up driving in the two runs that won the game for the Padres yesterday. Uh, but he got there, got a glove on it, only to have it bounce off the glove for a two-run double, originally scored an error, which tells you, uh, you know, how close it was of a play. Uh, Davey Martinez said the toughest part of a play like that is finishing it after you get there. He also added that the sun was tough. This is a direct quote. It was just one of those plays. If he catches it, it's a great play, and he happened to not catch it, but he gave it all to make that catch. Uh, is this kind of play into the Harper stinks on D narrative that's building this year and the Harper is taking it easy out there because he's afraid of getting hurt because he's going to be a free agent narrative that are so popular on the intertubes. Uh, you know, he's just Cadillacing it out there to, so he can make his money, yo, doing it all at the plate, leaving it in the field so he doesn't get hurt. Um, th- th- that's one of those really tough, tough areas here to comment on as a fan, because y- you look at the angles out there, it's, it's those stupid four o'clock starts, that weird sort of late afternoon sun. I mean, it, it is tough out and right. That's a sun field. Um, and of course, anytime you get close enough to get the glove on it and you're not completely laid out and it bouncing off your glove, you got to think, well, if only he'd gotten the right jump, if only he'd, you know, run a step harder, he could have made the play. Um, 
it was it was tough to watch and a, and a real shame that that had to happen to Fetty, who put together a, a pretty good start against uh, Tyson. I'm the ke- second coming of Cy Young Ross. Hell, <laughs> uh, also notes the other run Fetty gave up was on a hit by the number eight hitter when he had first base open and the pitcher coming up. But uh, rookie mistakes, right? Anyway, yeah, Matt Knightley. That's about it for us this week. Uh, I should mention tomorrow is TGIS, and you know what that means, right? Uh, jalapeno uh, poppers? <laughs> it means tomorrow is Sure's day. 7-1, uh, 1-70 ARA on the mound against the Marlins in Miami, against Jose Arena, 0-7. Uh, Oof, that's brutal. 4-4-5. Four, four, 4-5-5 ERA, 45 Ks, three-game set in Miami starts tomorrow night. We'll talk to you next week. I'm going back to read more Chris Ware comics. Nats Nightly <laughs> week, Weekly is sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. Doghouse, good to talk to you again. May the Soto Force be with us all. Enjoy him while he's up here. I'm not sure how long he's going to stay, but I'll be happy to watch him as long as he goes. Amen to that, brother. Go Nats. Ooh.